0: Welcome, one and all, as Fantastic Geek talks the Star Trek universe this summer. My name is Matt, and joining me, as always, is Pete. Helling frequencies are open.
1: Hello, Matt. Hello, everybody. Coming to you today with what I'm calling a little bit of Star Trek hot stove, if you will. Uh, Keeping the fires burning here. We're still waiting to hear on dates for Discovery. Uh, We're waiting on a date and a plan kind of for Lower Decks, got some star trek Picard stuff in the winds but in these challenging times matt what would gene roddenberry have to say
0: pete i'm reminded of the following gene roddenberry quote star trek was an attempt to say that humanity will reach maturity and wisdom on the day that it begins not just to tolerate but take a special delight in differences in ideas and differences in life forms and i think that Part of the, you know, part of what's been so frustrating in the last couple months is to see people not taking delight in differences. And hopefully what we're seeing here is a turning point. And, you know, look, you talk Star Trek, you talk about infinite diversity and infinite combinations. I feel like sometimes to throw out "idic" can sound a little... Plain Jane, but at the end of the day, I think everybody who's frustrated with the status quo, everybody who wants more inclusion, more diversity, more special delight in differences, as Gene said, you know, that is the Star Trek spirit that people are fighting for, whether they're Star Trek fans or not. It, it, that sentiment transcends Star Trek.
1: And you look how many times over and over the mythology The theme becomes that those best, brightest, shiniest of Star Trek times are born out of terrible experiences. World War III, all sorts of dystopian run-ups to that. So I can't but help feel heartened with the way things have been that they will get better.
0: And certainly, in our own small way, we're we're trying to help things get there. As listeners to our Agents of Shield podcast know, uh, this month we're we're taking our, uh, our our money from this month's Patreon donations and splitting them up uh, across uh, six great charities: the George Floyd Memorial Fund, Minnesota Freedom Fund, Black Visions Collective, Reclaim the Block, Campaign Zero, and Unicorn Riot. And you know, I. Pete, we did it because we felt it was the right thing to do. Those were charities highlighted by Clark Gregg, who, uh, you know, not just Shield fans, but I think, you know, well, well appreciated in, in the geekdom out there. And, you know, w- we did it because we thought it was the right thing to do. It's been, it's been a, a small bonus to get feedback and people saying, you know, it's great that you're, that you're lending your support in that way. So we're doing it. We encourage other people to do it. That's how we get to the Star Trek Times is helping out each other.
1: Listen, a really easy call and very thankful for the contributors who even allow us to be able to make that uh, donation in their names. But six exceptional charities there, very, very worthy and uh, you know would encourage listeners beyond the contribution we've made to consider contributing as well.
0: Well Pete, okay, deep breath. Now, where are we gonna where are we gonna start our Star Trek today?
1: Well, in many ways it's kind of where we've been. We still are waiting on an announcement for Star Trek Discovery season 3's debut date.
0: And it's funny. I, you know, obviously they said coming soon. They've said summer 2020 even prior to coronavirus shutting things down. Um, I know some people take exception, you know, you said coming soon in early March, and now I can't possibly imagine why there's been a delay. Okay, can we acknowledge the, you know, all those hardworking post-production people in Hollywood who have had their work uh, interrupted or changed or slowed down, whatever it might be? You know, let's not, this this isn't, you know, uh, cruel Star Trek or, you know, Pete, I love taking my pot shots at CBS All Access. It's not their fault that work Undoubtedly, slow down to a certain degree, but throw in with it the fact that very cryptically, CBS All Access will be undergoing a rejuvenation, a makeover. Is it on the the software side? Is it on the branding side? Is it on the infrastructure side? No one really knows beyond the addition of more Viacom stuff. Now that Viacom and CBS are back together after those years apart, will they? Or won't they? They're back again. Um, So what does that look like? It's funny. I keep digging. I keep saying, oh, there must be some, you know, Business Insider article that I missed or some, you know, Producers Guild article that's deep on the internet. Nope, everybody has the exact same press release, which is this summer we're excited to rejuvenate CBS All Access, possibly with a new name.
1: Yeah, and I think they've had enough time to kind of get a plan together. You wonder what arbitrary date deadline what have you they're waiting for to make the announcement i mean as far as the production is concerned they were down to music uh and obviously you can't convene an orchestra but um they had a test case in a in another series they then had moved on to doing it with star trek discovery um you could even foresee a situation where maybe you give us half of the season and then take a break and then do the other half. But, like, get it out there, man.
0: Yeah. And certainly, you know, if we, if, if, if for the purposes of this podcast, if for the purposes of, of looking at the entertainment world and the entertainment business, we just kind of turn down the considerable and important volume on larger issues, whether it's issues of equality uh issues of politics issues of coronavirus whatever it might be let's just put on our hats as you know if if we were in charge of cbs all access you know at at what point do you start to push content out there to try and get caught up you think of the success of trolls too early on you think of some of these other things where it's been you know the audience there's a big tv audience out there looking for tv Uh, all other circumstances notwithstanding as you say pete how you don't say all right we're going to push half a season out just because then it gives people something to do um and and people you know it's kind of like a willing a willing audience for for the product here i suspect that they're holding back the crown jewel of cbs all access maybe the only jewel in Star Trek Discovery, uh, and they want that to be the thing where, you know, brand new CBS All Access 2.0 or Viacom Streamer, whatever it's called now, and new Star Trek. They want those two hand-in-hand. But it's like you're holding back the show, you're holding back the content, you're holding back the brand so that you can make your app better and unveil a new logo?
1: I mean, it's no secret that half of Hollywood is petrified that this coronavirus crisis could last longer and they're really going to start to run out of content. So I think there is a fair amount of rationing going on at the same time. What has since happened in this much needed reboot rebrand of CBS all access far and away the worst of it any of these streamers in terms of an infrastructure. I'm not talking about the content. Matt and I uh, have been more than a bullion in our support of Discovery, Picard, the Short Treks. But man, the thing that you watch it on, that is God awful and God knows it needs the help. It needs somebody to get in there and uh, either pilfer some people away from Netflix or Disney Plus or whoever it is that managed to make a really streamlined, easy, intuitive streaming situation. Because we've had so many physical problems with it. But, you know, you have the two of them together and it seems to be a compound problem.
0: And certainly, as we've discussed in the past, I I don't have the technological know-how to know why strum some streaming infrastructures are better than the others but you know hbo has been streaming uh, on an app uh, on the website for you know 10 years actually it was built on the same technology that then major league baseball used that then the nhl used that ended up being spun off on its own thing and bought by disney and it's the infrastructure backbone for disney plus uh still for espn um I, again i just look around disney plus HBO, Max, uh, you look at uh, all these streamers out there. I mean, even down to YouTube. Like, all of this stuff works so well. How is it that you have a, a streaming service that doesn't work? And how is fixing that not your top priority when you have more Star Trek? Can we say, presumably, ready to go? I mean, I, I don't know how long it takes to um, to score a series. I'm sure there's a lot more work to it than we might think. Because you, you see these clips of completed music on the page and the person says all right one two three and it kind of looks so easy there as opposed to they're making these changes along the way and whatnot but you know if there's been some level of scoring does that mean the shots are locked uh one would imagine so or even if effects aren't completely done you know here's a two second shot of somebody firing a phaser at a jello monster all right even if the jello monster isn't done yet you can still score around it you must be almost done You know, one hopes that there will be Discovery, that's June now, will there be Discovery in July? Will there be Discovery in August? I I think we can all remain hopeful, but it's kind of like, who knows?
1: You have to imagine that we'd get at least more than a month lead time before it happened. You've got to have a sense of uh, things building towards it. I wonder too, so Sonequa Martin-Green is expecting a child. You wonder too, like, promotionally even in the coronavirus time here like is, is that a consideration in terms of obligations and, and promotion and everything like that um it would seem the biggest issue however is the infrastructure and perhaps that's the one we're the least privy to in terms of what does it take people working mostly remotely where you can uh, to be able to get that thing figured out.
0: Well, Pete, you mentioned, you know, us just spitballing the idea of maybe Discovery doing a split season. Uh, similarly, today, talking with somebody on Twitter, kind of I kind of stumbled across the idea, you know, animation having this greater lead time that it has – if the question is, let's get some content out there, maybe the solution could be Lower Decks, do a split season there. You know, I would happily take five episodes of Lower Decks with the knowledge that, all right, Discovery is going to come several weeks after that. Uh, then there'll be more Lower Decks after, after Discovery. Because honestly, I mean, Pete, I know, I know we're just barely in the second half of June, but if you said Lower Decks starts beginning in July for five weeks, Discovery after that, Hop, skip, and a jump, before you know it, you know, Discovery is over. second half of Lower Decks is wrapping up. We're looking at Thanksgiving. We're looking at the holidays. And there's been all this Star Trek. There's been all this great entertainment. There's been all this thought-provoking content. You know, hop, skip, and a jump, you get to 2021 with what presumably you have now before you even worry about when does the production start for Picard Season 2 uh, vis-a-vis Corona and all of that
1: all bets are off and you would have thought by this time matt thinking last year or maybe even in the fall that lower decks would be out by now i thought we would have lower decks at one point even before picard and granted that lead time with uh animation and and everything like that and I think we can be fair that the live action always takes precedence to the animation in terms of demand in terms of ratings, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, you had Picard. We, uh, we had the end of that as this crisis was just beginning to unfold and it it feels like it's been so long and there's still these two seasons, uh, under wraps, And, you know, how even they get to pursue. I'm sure they're very, very deep into the writing on Picard's second season, uh, had plenty of times to make revision. But now how you're going to be able to the special circumstances that are going to go into the filming of that.
0: Yeah, and certainly question marks abounding there. And maybe, maybe, Pete, that's an argument for. Saying that the people in charge of CBS All Access might know what the heck they're doing because they might be looking at the bigger picture and saying it's all well. It was all well and good in February to say Picard, then uh, whatever, six weeks off, then Discovery, then four weeks off, then Lower Decks, and and that gets you to Thanksgiving or Christmas. But with the not, and then at that point, eight weeks away before Picard season two. With no hope of Picard season two, let's say, you know, there's no way Picard returns January 2021. I think that's probably safe to say at this point. Uh, I
1: I don't see a way that it happens.
0: Uh, certainly Certainly not if they want to have the entire season, let's say, done filming by the time it starts. That way you can say, ooh, this isn't clear, that isn't clear. Hey, in the finale we discovered... There's this little performance. Let's go back and tweak the line in episode 202. Like none of that goes away if you're still filming. Even pardon, when you
1: consider, much like with Discovery, that they have the majority of their sets, and let's say you know La Serena gets a gets a remix, or they get a new ship, or whatever it is for the second season. Much like Discovery takes sets and and redresses them, and or uh you know retroactively uses uh settings but i think the most optimal case at this point is midway of 2021 on picard that the the best they can do
0: and i mean pete i almost hesitate to say this what does that do for other things in the star trek pipeline yeah. um section
1: where's 31 section show one yeah where's you know and and from everything we understand those are continuing to go that there's been nothing, you know, you mentioned the, the trolls movie before Matt, we need to (laughs) recast our trolls and, and talk about what trolls we're talking about. Uh, but you know, the number of times that Alex Kurtzman has been fired behind the scenes and, you know, been attacked by a flat screen TV and, and, you know, all sorts of other things. Um, these these shows are still in the pipeline. Um, it literally is a challenge of how you film them right now. Um, so I don't think we've lost them. I, I think they'd be upfront if we had. It is this embarrassment of riches when you think about Section 31 and then Strange New Worlds, which they've made the announcement during this pandemic. Uh, The state of Trek is strong. Uh, The state of the network that it's in, that it's on, is not. So aligning CBS, whatever it's going to be, all access or some other name, with its biggest draw is not a difficult thing.
0: I know that in the UK, um, the Jurassic World, sequel is going to start filming uh refilming you know, continue filming uh where it left off uh, it's going to continue in july and there's all sorts of plans in terms of health and hygiene and everyone who's not on camera is going to be in a mask and so on and so forth so my point is this pre- hoping against uh, hoping that one can prevent a a spike in numbers local to wherever something is being produced whether it's los angeles toronto etc um that is a bit of a way forward in terms of, you know, you're testing every day and you have your green zone and you have your masks and they're, they're going to be doing a, a a fogging of the sets overnight that will do some sort of cleaning thing. Point being, it's not impossible to think that in a safe Los Angeles, if that is the case, I know that they've had a spike in numbers recently, but a safe Los Angeles, a safe Toronto, a safe London, etc. Um, you could certainly have filming underway. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, see where your priorities are, see what the costs would be, moving up, moving ahead. You know, things like that. There, there's there's the business end of show business there, both pro and con that might might argue for it. But one just hopes that they get underway with this stuff because the whole plan, the whole plan of the health of Star Trek in 2020, which again, in 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 the largest scheme of things, in terms of health during a pandemic in terms of equality for all the diversity in this world you know the state of the the health of star trek big deal but if we're just going to focus on that this idea of picard discovery lower decks all in an epic 2020 to then slingshot to a 2021 of picard uh probably more discovery probably more lower decks along with section 31 capping off 2021 to head to 2022 with Strange New World and whatever else is still continuing. More Picard, more disguise, et cetera. That whole momentum has been been lost.
1: Well, you've got to be smart, though, and you've not got to open people up to risk. And I think that's very important. Um, Regardless of the demand for these properties, people get sick. If there are delays, it helps no one, uh, short or long term. So you would hope that they've used this time to get ahead in front of writing, in terms of planning, in terms of the logistics, and then once the green lights come, that they are able to go.
0: Well, Pete, in the best scenario looking ahead, uh, the Emmys, the TV Awards, uh, are still, at least as of right now, set for uh, September 20th. You know, Star Trek as a whole did not have a good outing last emmy season uh for certainly for emmy nominations none of the big categories acting uh and so forth were were nominated acting writing directing etc um and even in the technical areas star trek discovery did not do too well i i think that the forces behind picard hope for more emmy juice uh in in, you know for this for this season and uh, i think you have some more info there about the emmys and picard
1: Well, and two, in terms of just award season, I think we could all but guarantee that the Emmys will be pushed back from September. Uh, The Academy Awards have already moved from February to April 2021. So I think it's just a matter of time until we know about the Emmys. But uh, getting ready for uh, season two, so much has been talked about. We know that Whoopi Goldberg's going to reprise her role as Guinan, Uh, talk obviously that LeVar Burton may be involved as Geordie, Jerry Ryan is officially back as Seven of Nine, but that this ensemble here of the Picard cast, that the show really needed to find what it was and though they had written it and though they had filmed it, it didn't kind of know what it was until later in that first season and how they think it'll be that much easier to pick back up when they're allowed to.
0: It will be interesting to see what season two, uh, holds in Mm -hmm. part, you know, as I've said before on the podcast, I kind of feel like the, the, the afterglow of Picard for me has has not been as great. I like guess kind of felt like I don't know what I thought it would deliver to me, but it, for me it didn't fully hit the mark. And, you know, it's okay if it's, you know, if it's not my Star Trek, like that's okay. It'll just be interesting to see whether it's listening to fan feedback to whatever degree that they do, which I'm sure is some, but also is not, you know, oh my goodness. Today, you know, Joblo forty two on Twitter said Uh, I hate you and I hate all that you're doing. And I hope that, hope that you get kicked off the lot again, Alex Kurtzman. Oh man, we have to make it for Joe Blow 42. Um, whatever those changes are that they want to make, it'll be interesting to see. I don't know. Just be interesting to see as somebody who thoroughly enjoyed the first season, but felt like somehow it wasn't, somehow it wasn't a complete meal for me.
1: I was higher on the first season, I think than Matt uh, the quotes here are not terribly revealing, but the idea behind season two, Matt, is described as cool. Oh, oh it's cool. Okay. Um, uh, Patrick Stewart said they will not be covering the same ground. No, I, I, I thought they would. <laughs> there are startling events predicted in season two. I mean there had better be, right? I mean, it's it's difficult for them to even talk. I was thoroughly satisfied with what we got. I think there's big payoff in that first season. I think it changes the game. I'm very interested to see, okay, how do you come back from that in what is billed as a kind of limited run series? I can't imagine there's plans past a third season uh for this show beginning middle and end um and obviously with the wealth of trek in the offing make hay while the sun shines uh when you can again because of this damn virus but uh you know once it's safe to do so get it made get it out
0: yeah i think that you know for for star trek incorporated if you will i think that this show is a no-brainer. As soon as Patrick Stewart said he was available, said he was interested, it, you know, it was a no-brainer to take it as far as it can go. I think the fact that the plan in the winter, prior to coronavirus, was to do seasons two and three back-to-back, that's probably telling, you know, as you say, Pete, make make hay while the sun shines. You know, no one's getting any younger here, so go out and do it. And if you can end season three on... Uh, i say you whether you you the show you the 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 creative spirit uh you patrick stewart uh and producers writers etc whatever it might be if you can end it on your own terms so be it as opposed to end up with with something that you're less than satisfied with and if you're writing towards that ending i think that undoubtedly helps the process there um now how does that plan get impacted by the current state of things another huge huge question mark.
1: Well, one thing that's not a question mark, Matt, is that we will continue to bring you updates as news allows and uh like I said, this hot stove here there were there was enough to talk about to put together a podcast. Please reach out to us, let us know what you'd want to hear, let us know what you want to talk about.
0: Absolutely, Pete. How can people talk to you on Twitter about Star Trek?
1: You can find me on Twitter at Peter, P I E T E R J K A T L R K E T E L A A R 11339. Followers can't be wrong.
0: And while I'm personally on Twitter is looking back lost, do be in touch with the podcast, comment on FantasticGeek.com. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, where we are FantasticGeek as well. But we, Pete, there's more
1: facebook.com slash fantastic geek all one word with the ph like it today coming up on a big milestone there so if you're on facebook like it today
0: pete there might be star trek news tomorrow sometimes that's how it goes in the podcasting world we sit and say should we talk about star Trek? yeah let's talk about star trek next week let's do it tomorrow we just pick a random day and then boom the great bird of the galaxy delivers us you know (laughs) yeah so might be tomorrow might be a week i'd say you know if we still haven't heard anything come july we'll certainly check in with all our listeners on the topic of star trek Uh, of course over on the pop culture podcast feed we're still talking about agents of shield as that is in its seventh and final season so plenty going on but now the time for me to say adios to all our listeners and give you pete the final word let us help